Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the city of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's royal visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo! Steps into it, pass is caught! Diggs! Sideline! Touchdown! Unbelievable! Vikings win it! Here's your ball game, folks, as Flutie takes the snap. He drops straight back, has some time, now he scrambles away from one hit. Looks, uncorks a deep one for the end zone. Thalen is down there. Oh, he got it! He got it! He got it! Christie kicks it high and short. Going to be fielded by Lorenzo Neal at the 25. Yeah, pitches it, it back to Wycheck. He throws it across the field to Dyson. He's got something. 30, He's 40, got something. 50, He's got it. 40, He's got 40, it. 20, 10, He's got it. End zone. Touchdown Titans. There are no flags on the field. Under center is Wangler at the 45. He goes back. He's looking for a receiver. He throws downfield to Fire. Because if you get boned, that's what happens when the refs screw you over. You got dismissed. Absolutely dismissed. A game happened, and then your whole program was dismissed. That's it. Over. Though I do realize they can still make the playoff. But, hey, that was a great time last Saturday. Michigan dominated Ohio State. I couldn't be happier. I can't think of many things. I mean, sex is great. I love having sex. That's a good thing. That feels pretty good. But a Michigan victory in Ohio State after decades of dominance pretty close it's not quite to uh you know carnal relations but i'll tell you what that was fun and that second half just changed so much to see these massive chunk plays i think about all the years hell i watched some shit earlier not just from our point of view but other teams that had heartbreak in the horseshoe in columbus There's a lot of teams that know a lot of pain and bad things have happened down there. So Michigan is one 
section of the pie. There's a lot of other fan bases who watched that game and they laughed and they loved it because Ohio State is just so revolting to so many people. It wasn't just me. I think about Michigan State and some bad things that happened to them. You might remember when this happened. This was from 2005, I think, when Michigan State fans looked like they were in control of the game. Oh, hey, Jess, Bob. What's up, Bobo? How you doing, buddy? You're always here, Bob. Thanks for being here, Bob. By the way, if you guys want to jump in the live chat just like Bob, please do. Bob, I hope your Thanksgiving was wonderful. Did you watch the Michigan-Ohio State game, Bob? And do you remember this? A miscalculation there, and you're upset. Tell yeah, me about I'm it. very upset. We should have been in a ball game with fast field goal. The coach had sent him in. We shouldn't have sent him in. That's a dang coaching mistake. That the kids are playing their tail off, and the coaches are screwing it up. Oh, man. 2005, John L. Smith, who has long since disappeared from the national landscape as a football coach. But, man, that is such an underrated coaching meltdown. And I can't believe I didn't have it before. I I had a lot of other doozies in here that you've heard, but that one belongs right there with the best of them, doesn't it? I mean, it's such a classic. It's an absolute classic. Let's hear it one more time. One more time. A miscalculation there, and you're upset. Tell me about it. very upset. We should have been in a ball game with fast field goal. The coach had sent him in. We shouldn't have sent him in. That's a dang coaching mistake. The kids are playing their tail off, and the coaches are screwing it up. The coaches are screwing it up. Oh, John L., he's the same guy who wants people to smile all the time. He was a really happy-go-lucky guy, but that's what the horseshoe did to him. It destroyed John L. and everything he stood for. It crushed him, and a lot of teams have gone into the horseshoe and been crushed by Ohio State and their fans when they throw urine. Urine. I know it's pronounced urine. A long time ago, I had a party at my mother's house, and one of my friends had soaked up a mattress. Now, it wasn't what you might think it was. We had a hot tub. It wasn't pee. It wasn't piss. It was just hot tub water. He had passed out after he got out of the hot tub, didn't dry himself, so the mattress was all wet. It turns out that it was not urine, but she thought it was, and she sent me a classic voicemail where she was so pissed. And she had every right to be pissed. I'm not denying that, but... A urine-soaked mattress, Michael! Yes, I remember she said it just like that. Urine soaked. She was so pissed. I'm sorry, Mom. I've, I've been such a dick over the years. Why would you have children? Seriously. What is the point? No way. Oh, serious. It's Man, they can really take a toll on you. They can bum you out. Kids can take you through the ringer and then some. Either way, I think John L's rant belongs in the pantheon of the great rants that I've thrown in here at other times like this one we couldn't do diddly poo offensively we couldn't make a first down we couldn't run the ball we didn't try to run the ball we couldn't complete a pass we sucked that's a good one and of course denny green now if you want to crown them then crown their ass but they are who we thought they were and we let them off the hook yeah it belongs there with all the greats you play to win the game right it's got to be top five. I think about all these football-focused ones. There's some baseball ones, too, that, you know, Hal McCray had a big meltdown. I can't remember him saying anything specifically, though. I just remember how pissed he got. Lou Pinella got pissed a lot. There's a lot of managers in baseball who got really pissed off, but I can't think of something that really stands out. If you guys can, 
throw it in live chat. Let me know. Make sure if you guys are listening in the podcast form, by the way, five-star review. You know, it's the holiday season. If you haven't given us a five-star review, you can only do it one time on Apple Podcasts. One time. No way. Yes, that is a fact. So if you've never done that, please review the show. Give us a five-star rating. It helps the show grow. And, of course, subscribe to our YouTube. Share it with your friends. If they're looking for college bowl madness i'm going to talk about the college bowl season we'll talk about all the matchups soon we'll have a show on that and of course baseball we had ben chase yesterday he did a great job i really wanted to be there but i was dealing with some issues with family and you know insurance it was just a long day it sucked but benjamin chase did a great job yesterday doing solo ben solo get it get it ben solo did a fine job doing the prospects power half hour all by himself great job ben really glad that you were able to hold it down and he kept it to about a half hour i was impressed so i'm expecting to do another baseball show here because we got to talk hot stove and dynasty and there's a lot to do with the patreon i gotta add more baseball stuff it's about time to start getting into baseball analysis in the patreon very soon i'm going to be writing my piece for the ftn fantasy baseball guide for 2023 as well so stay tuned for that it's a PDF. It's really, 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 really well done. Last year, it's led by Vlad Sedler, who's the master. If you don't know who he is, Roto got on Twitter, Vlad Sedler, all hail Vlad, hail Vlad. But he puts together the fantasy baseball guide for FTN. He did it last year, and it was really well done. And it's only going to be better this year with more people that you know who know what they're talking about. So make a note, FTN fantasy baseball guide 2023. You can do it. I know you can. It's going to be a lot of fun. So there you go. There's a couple of comments there. Anyways, yeah, there's a... <laughs> I love these rants. I want to move off the rants, okay? I just uh, had a few more today because I realized I was a little short on the library. I'm a man. I'm 40. That's a good one. So, yeah, I'm adding to the library. If you guys have rants I need to add, please let me know. Chad's here. Chad says, I have 100 units on Purdue. It would be the most Michigan thing to get over the OSU hump Make the Big Ten title game, lose to Purdue, and not make the championship. That's a huge mistake. First off, I'll, I'm going to take the points. I think, actually, I'm taking Purdue in the 17 points, but I'm not taking them to win. No way. Because last year was the year for them to blow it. They beat OSU last year, and then they murdered Iowa. The Big Ten West is a joke. If that narrative that you just talked about, Chad, was going to happen, it was going to happen last year. They would have blown it to Iowa. It's not going to happen this time. Though I do think it'll be a competitive game. Purdue can throw the ball around, and their run defense is underrated. So it's going to be interesting to see how much of a game Purdue gives Michigan. But Michigan should still win this game by 10 points. I'm taking the 17, though. I am. I'm taking the 17. But the money line? No way. No way. This team is locked in. They already did it last year. Now they're going to do it again. And the Big Ten West has to prove that they have anything to offer. It's shit. It's total shit. It is. You know that. We, they are who we thought they were. They really are. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown them. Not me. But they are who we thought they were. And we That's right. Well, we didn't let them off the hook, but they are who we thought they are. The Big Ten West has two new coaching hires that came aboard right after the Michigan-Ohio State game last Saturday. Luke Fickle. Is the new coach of Wisconsin. He left Cincinnati to go to Wisconsin. Uh, lateral move? Uh, I don't know. Just saying. But then the big key hire is Matt Rule going to Nebraska. Now, that's a great move. Matt Rule is an excellent college coach. And Nebraska finally got a hire right. It's going to be tough. This Big Ten will get tougher and tougher, especially with UCLA and USC coming aboard. Remember that. That's a real thing going down. So, 
So much to talk about here. I want to get right into NFL Week 13. I had a really, really positive week last weekend. Chad says, I hate the move. I don't know which one you're talking about, Matt Rule or Luke Fickle. Let me know. But last weekend, those of you who are in the Discord, by the way, which is totally free, I dropped the Discord link in the live chat. You can also see it in the podcast description of each episode. It's totally free, and you can connect with me on anything you want to talk about. If you want to go even farther, the Patreon starts at 3 bucks. I provide college betting picks. I do I do DFS breakdowns for Thursday night game on NFL. I also offer start. I don't call them start sits. What do I call them? Must starts. Could be iffy. No way in hell. I think that's the three rating system I have for it. So I'll make sure to lock that in for week 13 in the NFL on my Patreon. I give you every guy who's a possible fantasy asset from every team in every game. So you know where I stand. And we can talk about it in the Discord. That's the best part. If you don't want just to read something, you want to get feedback, real-time interactive connection, that's where the Discord makes its money. Discord is so good for that. That's why Discord exists, so that we can interact together. So Utah, give me two. Two L's, two Z's, of course, and then the Twitter, all that shit. You know the drill. Connect with us, grow with us. Football season, NFL-wise, still has a ways to go here. We got more weeks to work with, and there's money to be made. There's playoffs to be locked in right? There are opportunities for you. Even if you're five and seven, maybe you still got a chance to make your playoffs. I know it's a long shot. Yeah, it is a long shot, but don't give up. I think any team that's five and seven's got a couple weeks left here. You could still make your playoffs. Wow, dude. Yeah, yeah, I said it. Deal with it. Anywho. Oh, Alex is here. What's up, Alex? Not sure if you're doing fantasy Q&As, but with Njoku out, is Tyler Conklin or Dolchich a better move for tight end? Alex, we're always doing Q&As here, man. You are welcome aboard. Great to have you. How you doing? Subscribe to the YouTube. Like the video. Join the Discord free, which I'll pop the Discord link. But let's talk Dulcich or... And... Not Njoku, who's out. Tyler Conklin. I like Tyler Conklin. I have him on a few rosters. You know, I've got about eight teams, and I have Conklin on at least three teams. So, for me, it's Conklin. Just Bob, who knows his shit, also says Conklin. And Chad says... Conklin by a healthy margin. Have you heard, Alex, if you're new to the show, first off, welcome. Welcome to the show, Alex. It's great to have you here. We welcome people. We're very inclusive. Everyone is welcome aboard here. You want to talk about football, baseball, whatever your pleasure, we are here for you. That's putting it mildly. That is putting it mildly because we really do the show for you. Without you, there is no show. There's no read. No need for me to be yelling. Why am I yelling? Okay. Anywho, the Discord is where you can continue this conversation. Phil, if you come into the live chat and you ask a question about your football team and you get quick feedback, you want more, join the Discord for free so that you can continue the conversation, get some more insight. If you want some more numbers, because I don't want to get into, that's not the show I do here. This show is supposed to be entertaining. We're supposed to have fun while learning a thing or two and preparing for the fantasy week to come. Okay, but I don't want to get bogged down in just endless numbers and data crunching. That's that's boring. Anybody could do that. You could do that by Googling. It's not easy to entertain, though. So if you're entertained by the show and you get something from it, that's what I'm trying to do here. This is what we do. This is what we do. This is who we are. It is for real. So thanks for being here, Alex. And don't forget that every subscriber matters. It's not cheesy. It's true. It's very true. And I'm just dropping the Discord link in the live chat right now. So if you're new to the Discord, pop in there and 
Take a look around. Go ahead. Snoop around. All right. The bottom line, though, is if you've never heard the show before, Alex, I've ripped the Broncos to shreds. I told you Carolina was going to beat them outright. They beat them outright. I took the plus one. They beat them. Denver is dead. There is no game that I could trust Denver to win or to be functional as an offense. I don't care what you are waiting for. The moment where Russell Wilson comes back to life. (laughs) Russell Wilson is never going to be the guy he was ever again. That's putting it mildly. Lock it in, too. That's right. Lock it in. Russell Wilson's toast. Nate Hackett's a shitty coach. Russell Wilson's a fraud. And everybody on the team knows it. Everybody on the team knows that Russell Wilson is not the guy that he was in Seattle in really basically since the Malcolm Butler pick. There's been a few moments Russell Wilson showed life, but he bore the weight of that error from his defensive teammates in Seattle for years, and then they eventually left because the franchise chose Russell for a while because he could move. He could still move back then, too. He can't move as well anymore, and he's already a smaller guy. All he's got left is his arm, and I don't even know how great that is anymore. I really don't. Donovan says, came in at the perfect time. Love a good Bronco roast. I love a good Bronco roast. You're damn right you do. Me too. I love. I just love ripping teams that purport to be something that they are not. The Broncos think they're something. They're shit. The Broncos are your classic team coming into the year. There's so many teams that get hyped up preseason before they've done anything. And the media, and we all do it. We all, a lot of us dive into it. I didn't dive into it. I took Seattle that first game of the season when they played their former quarterback and the Broncos. Seattle won that game outright. You can check the record books over at FTN where I work. We have a pick tracker. So every pick I play, it's there in perpetuity for all time, forevermore. So... I wasn't buying that shit, but the Broncos joined a long line of teams like the, uh, I don't know, like the 2011 Eagles. Remember, they were supposed to be a real big thing, and then by the end of the year, Andy Reid was gone, right? Isn't that how that went down? I believe that's how that went down. Then he went to KC, and now he's had a second life better than most first lives. So good for you, Andy Reid. Round of applause. You deserve it, buddy. You deserve it. So the Broncos are trash, and I think everybody knows it. I don't think that's a secret. Bronco country, let's die. <laughs> that's a good one, Bob. I like it. That's uh, If you know Russell Wilson's shtick, that's funny. Real funny. All right, so I think I've covered all the basics about what the show's about, what we do here, where the Discord is. That's the real action. This is the Blazo Podcast. Two L's, two Z's. Utah, give me two. I do the show for football, basically by myself. But in season for baseball, I do the show with Christopher Deary, my partner. By the way, if you guys have been wondering, where the hell's Deary? What's going on with Deary? He's alive and well. He's fine. We're just not doing the football show together, but he'll still be part of the baseball show as far as I know. And then the Prospects baseball show I do with Benjamin Chase only now. And this is where I'd like to say farewell to Phil. Phil Goyette was a guy that introduced me to Benjamin Chase. I would not know Ben if it wasn't for Phil. So... I owe a lot to Phil, and Phil has decided to step away from the show. He'll still be in the Discord. He'll he'll probably pop in an episode, especially on the Prospect Show, which, by the way, the time has changed on that. That's every Thursday at 5 p.m. Lock it in your brain. Lock it in your brain. Lock it in your brain. Thursdays at 5 p.m. Thursdays at 5 p.m. That's the new time for the Prospect Show if you want to catch it live. Of course, you can listen anytime or watch anytime on YouTube or your preferred podcast platform. 
But Phil will pop in once in a while, and he'll be in the Discord talking about prospects. He loves baseball. He just can't make the commitment. And I understand when you you make a commitment and you can't honor it, it makes you feel bad that you're not able to do that. Because we all want to we wanna be as good as our word, don't we? And I know how tough that is, especially in today's society. It feels like I'm just as guilty of this. Flaking out or just blowing things off more than ever. Yeah, it's easy. We'll do it later. You know, in a way, maybe we're too hardcore. Maybe we should be that more flexible. We should be more amenable to the flexibility. But at the same time, if you tell somebody and they're relying on you to be somewhere and you say you're going to be there, I understand it's not cool to let other people down. So Phil never did that, by the way. Phil was always honest, and I pushed him. I pushed him to stay another year. He wanted to leave last year. Phil decided to stay one more season with me after I begged him. Then we met Ben, and the rest is history. And now me and Ben got our good thing going with the prospects, and it's all thanks to Phil. So, Phil, I love you. You're the man. Ireland is a great place to live. I hope your family's having a great time, and you guys have a wonderful holiday season. And if you ever need anything from us, Phil, we are here for you. Phil Goyette, follow him on Twitter, P-H-I-L. That's Phil of Sports, P-H-I-L. Follow him. He's a worthy follow. Chad says, I elaborated on the Matt Rule situation above, by the way, MG. Okay, good. Great. That's wonderful. Chad said he was on Jamie's show and went in depth on uh, went on depth on Matt Rule's play calling as a terrible fit for the Big Ten. I really wanted Cincinnati to go for him to fill the fickle job and take Rule back to the Big 12. Hmm. Okay, well, I mean, Chad, you know your college football. I disagree with your unit placement on Purdue. But, you know, if you want to go for the gold, go for it. I will either be right or you will either be right. Can both people be right simultaneously? By the way, would you rather be right or would you rather be happy? It's a philosophical question for you to chew on. Think about that. That's for everybody. It's not just for Chad here. I speak to all of you. It's a wonderful premise. All right, Phil, go ahead. I miss you. I love you, buddy. He'll be around the Discord, though, so it's not like he's dead or something. He's very much alive and well. He's a good man. All right, Plausible Podcast, two L's, two Z's. We're live here me too. on the live stream. And let's get into week 13 of the NFL season. We saw the Bills last night. I went 2-0 last night. I took the under 43.5 was the total on the Bills and the Pats. And I took the Bills minus 3.5 is where I got them. I know the number went up to 4, which is still a winner. If you got 4, they won. The Bills, unfortunately, did it a little different than I thought they would. Some of the prop plays that I made. And I love prop plays. I'm getting more and more into prop plays. They're becoming a big, big deal now, especially in the betting space. In more states, it's becoming legal. You know, Maryland, a state I used to live in for a couple years, great state of Maryland. Love their flag. I think Maryland's flag is awesome. I don't give a shit what anybody says. I think it's a sweet flag. But they're legally able to bet on sports now. So they're a part of it. And I think we're at like 19 states off the top of my head in the United States. Internationally, people also can gamble on sports. Yes. Did you know if you live in the United States, there's a whole world around you? A lot of people don't know that. I know it's shocking. Yes, but it's true. All righty. Chad says, James Cook breakout game. Well, I think he had the breakout game a couple weeks ago, although he put it together completely in this game. So you're probably right about that because he caught balls and he ran the ball. He got a lot of carries and he caught a lot of balls last night. On DK, where you get points for receptions, James Cook was a great play last night. And I had him in one of my DK lineups. I don't know how that worked out. I never checked that, by the way. I should check that. I don't like to check it. So, breaking news, and it's not good, says Chad. Okay, what is it? 
Oh, Alex says Broncos country. Let's hide. <laughs> yes, Alex, see, you fit right in here. You belong here, Alex. That is great. I'm going to lock that in. Good call. Alex, you're definitely a Palazzo Pale. That's putting it mildly. All right, what's the breaking news, Chad? Come on. We're all waiting on bended knee. Wolford will start over Bryce Perkins this week. Oh, my God. Wow. Lock it in. Oh! Great news. John Wolford, the return is back. Thanks, Chad. We really needed that update. That was crucial information. Thank you for that. Alex says, I wonder if Wilson is still doing the leg exercises on the plane. Yeah, that's right. High knees. Yeah, it's just, oh, God. Uh, the Rams, by the way, big home dogs to the Seahawks. I like that number this week. I really do. And if you're wondering, why should I listen to this guy when it comes to betting? First off, nobody knows any more than anybody else. That's just how it is. That's gambling. That's the game, okay? That's how it works. But at the same time, there are people who have advantages. They've done the data. They've done the work. I get that, too. But they still don't know any more than a, a 60 percenter who's killing it at the greatest possible level from a pure gut angle, okay? Don't tell me otherwise. Don't try to play me. Like yo-yo. You can't play with my yo-yo. Don't try to play me out. Don't try to play me out. That's what I learned from Yo-Yo a long time ago. But, I mean, the gambling space is strange. I had a conversation with a guy last week. He said, well, I didn't know you was a, a gambling or better. I didn't know he was a sports betting guy. I'm like, yeah, well, I don't know what it takes to get the label or to get approved. But, yeah, I'm into that shit. And I know what I'm doing. Oh, yeah. I do. I have a clue. So last weekend was a big victory for me, and it was really lucky too. This is not this is the weekend of the season. You know, I had five parlays hit. That's hard to do, and a couple of them were five leggers. They were all four. One was a three, two fours, and two fives. So you just can't do that very often. But I went in on the same plays. That's the key. I didn't create a ton of variance. I trusted that I knew the Bengals would beat the Titans on the road. They have Because they have a better quarterback. In the end, it came down to the quarterback. Joe Burrow versus Ryan Tannehill. That was the difference. And it was a four-point difference. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Booyah. Booyah. Then, there's what I considered the easy call. Because the Broncos are trash. And the Panthers won that game easily. Easily. You could have took the Panthers as live favorites at 10 and still won. Minus 10. So the Panthers are an easy call. I locked in on them. The one I got lucky on, I would say, is the Commanders because the Falcons, if that interception doesn't happen, I'm toast. Late in the game, big interception, turned the tide and locked in the game for the Commanders. And they won by the points, too. I got at four. I think it was at four. It was at four and a half as well. But the Falcons probably should have won that game. <laughs> so I got real lucky. If that commander's game flips, I'm toast. I'm not sitting here talking about these huge weekend. So the bottom line is I love sports betting, but I try to take the emotion out of it. I look at the plays. I trust part of my gut. I take a look at the numbers. I look at historical terms. I also look at narratives and how narratives play out. Now, that is not a tried and true method by any means, but I'm just trying to enlighten you what goes on in here. It's not all data. It's not all gut. It's just a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Uh, how does that go? It's in the genie song from Aladdin. 
Mr. Aladdin, sir, what will your pleasure be? Something about a try column A. How about a little of column A? Try all of column B. I think that's how it goes. Yeah. Uh, Just Bob says, Wolford starting will make Higby relevant somewhat. Okay, that's true. That's a fair point. And yeah, Stafford's done. So Stafford, Stafford probably shouldn't play. The Rams are, they're going to try to make that Lions draft pick, which the Lions have, believe it or not, the Bozo Lions. Brad Holmes, outsmarting his former team. Well done. I mean, the Rams got a title out of it, so who cares? Maybe they feel bad, like, you know what? We won a Super Bowl. Brad Holmes gave us the quarterback to make that happen. We're going to make that Lions pick the best we can by tanking this season. Is that believable? Was that not believable? Maybe it isn't. I I thought it was. I thought it was, but hey, that's just me, you know? Either way, the Rams plus seven and a half is the last I saw it. I'll have to check the updated line, but I kind of like it. In fact, even though Seattle is a better record and they're a better team right now, it's too many points at home. Seattle could still win that game, but win that game by four or even seven. If we got the hook, that's key. Lose by a touchdown, but have the hook. You win with the Rams. I like to bet on teams that are left for dead. Teams, not the Broncos, though. Not the Broncos. Because the Broncos have no hope. The Rams, they still have a tiny shred of hope. And it's risky. I admit it's a big risk. If you're going to take the Rams this week, uh, I can't tell you to bet the farm on it because I'm not a dumbass, okay? I'm not locking that in. I'm just letting you know that there's a possibility the Rams plus 7.5 is a good play this week. Wow, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, dude. Okay. That's just uh, how it goes. So, all right. Play the game, Harding. That's right. Play the game. Oh, Alex says, did Antonio Brown get picked up by the cops officially? Yeah, he's on the... I mean, Antonio Brown's got a lot of problems. He needs help, and he's on display in front of the world. It's really sad, and I don't like to... I don't like to dive in on that shit, because the guy really needs help. He doesn't seem... Like a guy who's, yeah, I'm good. I'm fine. This is who I am. Maybe that is who I am. There's a lot of assholes out there. But more often than not, when you think someone's an asshole, they might have a drinking problem, some type of substance use problem that they're you're not aware of that is making them a bigger asshole. Now, it doesn't excuse. There are consequences for your actions. I get that. I'm not excusing it either. It's very important to be responsible for your own actions. I try to do that as well. That's me. Okay? Keeping it real. Chad says, no Aaron Donald. I don't think you can trust the Rams to cover. Well, We'll see if that number gets up to more than plus seven and a half. In fact, take a look at that right now on the FTN bets, which is where I go to because they always have all the odds nice and organized for every week. Plus, you could see my picks if you're a member. You can use my promo code MJGovier. Sign up at FTN bets, FTN daily, FTNfantasy.com. All three websites are real. MJGovier, the promo code works for all three, but especially with betting. That's where I can make you money. I feel really, really confident in that. I do. I have a clue. But that's it. Just a clue. The Rams, as of right now, oh, it's dropped to seven. It's straight seven right now. That's even worse. Really wanted that hook. The Seahawks lost to the Raiders last week. I took the Raiders plus four. That was one of the parlays I won because I knew, I didn't know Josh Jacobs would do what he did. What a, what a game. What a badass. That was awesome. Booyah. That was really sweet, Josh Jacobs. What you did in Seattle was one of the best performances of this entire NFL season. That's a fact. Lock that in. But, you know, the game comes down to the Seahawks having an offense that is rock solid. 
And Kenneth Walker should be better. I can't believe he only had 26 yards on 14 carries last week against that Raiders defense. That's pathetic. I know Walker had two touchdowns, but 14 carries for 26 yards against the Raiders? The defense is trash, man. Very much trash. So that's a concern there. Is this offensive line, did they overachieve? Think about the Seattle offensive line. They have two rookie tackles this year they started. Did they overachieve early on? And now is reality setting in? Because they're rookie tackles. It's two. There's a certain importance to experience, especially on the offensive line, I would say. Sometimes you can play out of your head because you don't know any better. And that's what happened with Seattle in the first half. But I'd be weary of that offensive line in the second half of the season. No Aaron Donald is a great bonus for sure for Seattle this week. And they might just win that game by 10 points easy. I might have to double check and rethink my thought process on that. Because I, I just looked at the number when I first saw it, and it said Rams plus seven and a half at home. I love home dogs, especially in division. This is a divisional game. This isn't an out of conference situation. That's the key. You understand what I'm saying here? So something to think about there. There are just so many variables in a goddamn football game. It can make your head spin. You can wonder how did it happen? How did I get here? My God, how did I get here? <laughs> I love talking heads, by the way. Um, but in the end, I'm excited for week 13. And let's get focused now. I, I feel like I'm all over the place. I'm too excited. I'm too excited about football. And I always forget something when I'm on the show. That's why I try to organize it into a Word doc and get properly straight for you. Okay? Because there's, there's always an angle. There's always an angle for every game, for every starter, every player in DFS or season-long fantasy. That's the game. That's how it works. There's always an angle for every game. That's the game. That's the fucking game. That's right. Thank you, Chaz. I appreciate that. All right, so let's dive in now bit by bit as I do my thing. We'll start from the top. All right, so Bill's Pats already said I went 2-0 on the under and the spread on that one. I did not get the player prop, though. I thought Josh Allen would score a rushing touchdown. He did not. And, in fact, he didn't throw an interception either. That's the first time in a while he hasn't thrown a pick. I thought that was a lock. But it finally ended, and it ended against a division rival. Go figure. All right, let's talk Steelers-Falcons. So, Steelers won that game on Monday Night Football in Indianapolis. Jeff Saturday, total bozo fest. Total bozo. What the hell were you thinking, Jeff Saturday? What are you thinking? I heard a great piece of information from Warren Sharp. I think he's part of the Bill Simmons ringer world, but Warren Sharp does his own thing. Warren Sharp is an excellent gambler slash better, writes his own book, has his own website. I'm sure some of you know who Warren Sharp is. Those of you that don't know who Warren Sharp is, check him out. He was talking about, and I love this. I wish I had come up with this, but I didn't. That every head coach in the NFL should go through a crisis management class to help them in the heat of the moment. Because these games are pressure-packed, and even a seasoned coach still makes time management errors because there's a lot of pressure, and it's all happening very fast. You got a play clock. You might have 40 seconds. You might have 25 seconds, but it goes by really quickly, and to make the perfect call is pretty difficult to do. It's easier for us because we sit on our asses and we watch football and we see the same shit happen over and over and over again. You know, there's too many of us. It's the same old shit. There's too many cooks. Too many cooks. But another thing Warren said is that coaches should play Madden in the offseason to get an understanding of the routine of the expected 
decision, when it's time to call timeout, when it's time to run out of bounds, all of these little details, when to use a timeout, when to save a timeout. We all know this stuff because we've been, if you played video games growing up, you took it for granted that you really learned a lot about strategy, football strategy. And that makes all the sense in the world to me. So I give full credit to Warren Sharp for setting up this point, but I knew I just never put it together. Playing Madden or playing college football growing up on the video games, PS1, PS2, Xbox 360, yada, 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 yada. I still play NCAA 14 on my 360. I got a great season going right now. It's a dynasty with the Pittsburgh Panthers. Problem is, though, the Panthers don't have the cool uniforms with the lighter blue and that yellow, not the gold. I like the yellow. I like the old school Tony Dorsett look that they finally brought back a few years ago. But this is NCAA 14. So, unfortunately, they were locked in on the old gold. Boo. Lame. Bum me out. Uniform is a, very important to me. If I got to play a dynasty in college football and the uniforms suck, I'm going to get real tired and I'm going to leave for a new job. Nobody cares about that. But if you've played NCAA 14 and you love college football, video games like I've loved them my whole life, then you know what I'm talking about. God, I love that game. I love it. I'm not arguing that with you. But all of us who've played Madden or college football or any video game related to football strategy over the years, you're sitting on your ass and you've played thousands of hours. Could it what? Sitting on ass? You know football strategy without even realizing it. You actually really are someone who's reliable because you've had to make those choices in those moments. Yes, they're not pressure packed, but you know when to call a timeout, when to save them, when the two minute warming's coming, how many more plays will need to be run and how much time will take away from each play before I'm unable to use those timeouts if I had to get the ball back with 25 seconds left or something like that. You know it works because you've been playing. So I'm a huge fan of this thought process, and it just made so much sense to me. Great job, Warren Sharp. Kudos to you. You are a smart guy. I love rumors. I love rumors. And now those aren't rumors. I, I really hope because Warren Sharp said that he had talked to actual NFL teams about making their coaches go to crisis management classes so i hope that's real i really do that's a great idea it's not a mistake it's wise and we could minimize the mistakes from the coaching uh, what do we call it i don't want to call it a brotherhood well they all are dudes right so yeah there's what there's a female coach somewhere in the nfl isn't there i don't she's not a coordinator but she's on a couple of the staffs i know they have some women in the nfl now but they're not in the position of defensive coordinator offensive coordinator or head coach those are still all dudes, as far as I know. I've made a huge mistake. That's you, NFL. Get your shit together. The bottom line is that you don't have to play the game to be a good coach because if you know how strategy works and you can identify talent and you know when to call certain plays, you know when to call timeouts, that's pretty much all it is. And in the NFL, it's more of a CEO position. You guys know that. It's just being a CEO, and it's even more so now in college football with everything that's changed in the NIL landscape. Image and likeness rights. Nick Saban hates his job now. He used to love it. But now he's got to kiss ass and get that money to his players. And he's got to have somebody who can handle that. He's more delegation for him. I think that's one of the reasons Jay Wright left Villanova in men's college basketball. He was sick of it. Because he got used to just being the power monger. I am the power monger. I run Villanova basketball. But no, now... Players have more clout, and I love when players have more clout. I love that shit. Hell yeah. Me, 
I'm a pro player guy. Always will be. I'm the underdog guy. I'm a pro union guy. I don't give a shit what you th- unions help people. Right now we got a railroad crisis. Unions are helping the railroad workers. That's a good thing. It's just a side note for you to chew on. It's not political. It's just about what's fair, what's right, and what's wrong, okay? And that is a fact, Jack. Yeah! Woohoo! Call 911! Yeah, call 911. Okay, so let's get back to the board here. God, I'm all over the place today. I'm just fired up here on the Palazzo Podcast. Two L's and two Z's. Follow us everywhere. Discord link is free. I dropped it in the live chat. If you guys have any questions, ask them in the live chat while I'm still live. Anyways, so this Pittsburgh, I went off a whole tangent because the Steelers had played the Colts and Jeff Saturday had shit the bed. That's where that tangent came from. Now I see the big picture. Now... I'm always smiling. The Falcons, they're pretty much done. I guess they have a chance in the South still because the South is so bad. Because the Bucs blew it and lost to the Browns. You talk about a bad coach? Todd Bowles is a bad coach. What does bad mean? It means that he plays scared. I think you should play to win and crush your opponent into submission. Leave no doubt, Herman. Run it up. Right? That's not what Todd Bowles does. He's a very, he plays scared. Conservative is a polite way to say it, but I, you got Bruce Arians versus Todd Bowles. There is a big difference. And the common variable is Tom Brady. And look what Arians was able to do. And look what Todd Bowles is doing. I know Brady, everyone blames the divorce, but Brady still can make the plays. He's still Brady. So don't give me that shit. That's a bunch of crap, okay? Yeah. All right, in this game, the Falcons are technically one-point favorites right now. And I think we're all begging for Desmond Ritter to finally... Be the guy. Can we turn this over to Desmond Ritter? The Mariota thing didn't work. Arthur Smith, another coach who kind of knows what he's doing, but he's being too loyal to a guy. And it's easier for us, for me to say this on a microphone, sitting on my ass at my house. Because I don't know Marcus Mariota. I don't have a relationship with him. Arthur Smith does. So I understand it's more difficult, but you have a job. You get paid millions of dollars to do your job. And you have to do that job, Arthur Smith. And that job means that you have to start Desmond Ritter, rest of season, see what you got, what's going on. Is he someone we can build around in 2023 or not? Because Mariota's not the future. It's over. It's sad. I love Marcus Mariota. I did. Yeah, I admit it. I'm honest about it. I really loved him coming out of college and loved watching him in Oregon. But it's over. I thought it was fun to sign him this year, and I was supportive of the Falcons' decision to do so. But where we're at now in the season, week 13, the party's over. Okay? I'd like to see Ritter on that field ASAP. So in this game, unless they go to Ritter, I, I'm taking the better coach. Tomlin's a better coach, and Kenny Pickett started to put it together. He's got smaller hands. I know. It sucks. And Wow, dude. What? It's true. Just like my Bozo Lions, Jared Goff, he's got smaller hands. He's not the answer either. The Lions are building something. They still got a quarterback who will not be a part of that future. That's a fact. You saw that third and one he threw to DJ Chark down the sideline on Thanksgiving? That was a bad ball. And if you've been on Twitter, you know that there was somebody wide open underneath, which would have gave the Lions a first down, and they had a full complement of timeouts. Stupid! So stupid! Come on! (sighs) The Lions, they could have won that game. They could have beat the Bills outright. They really should have. The Bills laid it out for them to take it from them, and they did what the Lions do. And why do I care? Why am I? Why do I do this? Come on, Mike. You've seen the Lions play for 
30 years, you know the drill. What are you doing? Don't be stupid. Don't fall into the trap. All right, I got it. The Lions will always let me down. That's putting it mildly. That is putting it mildly, James. So, okay, I got to gather myself because my Bozo Lions are starting to freak me out and bum me out. Oh, no. Jamie says, Chris Olave will finish with 1,050 yards, Garrett Wilson 975, and George Pickens 920. Top three guys for next year's draft. Those are three rookie wide receivers. Two of them are Buckeyes, two rookie Buckeyes. That's how good Ohio State was last year, and Michigan still beat them with both those guys. That's a fact. Booyah! Had to throw that in there. But I love all three of these guys right now and next year. Dynasty, big fan. Olave, Pickens, and Wilson are dynasty darlings, without question. It's a good call, Jamie. So that's all I have to say about this. This Atlanta-Pittsburgh game is kind of bland to me and kind of boring. If you're forcing me to take somebody, I think I'm going to take Pittsburgh plus one because I just think Tomlin's the better coach. That's what I learned Monday night against Jeff Saturday and the Colts is take the better coach. Who knows what he's doing? Tomlin is that guy. Tomlin's going through hell right now for a better day tomorrow. That's the goal. And they're building. They're working on it. With George Pickens, who's better than Deontay Johnson, it's over. Give me Pickens all day over Johnson. That's it. Deontay Johnson, no thanks. Not a guy that I can rely on. Not a guy that I can count on. But in this game, you're going to start all your standard fantasy players because neither one of these defenses is dominant. There should be opportunities for... Cordero Patterson's bummed me out because he kind of stalled. There was a guy in there who I loved. And last year was one hell of a year. This year, he's not getting the carries post-knee injury, which makes me wonder, do the Falcons know something that we don't? Since he came back from the knee injury, 13 carries, 5 carries, 10 carries, 11 carries. He's not, and then those games are tight. 19-13, 27-24, 25-15, Those weren't blowouts where they had to throw the ball a lot. So either Corderell has a knee problem that limits him or... The Falcons are just going in another direction with Algier and trying to give him more playing time to see what they have. I don't know. I'm baffled by it. You know, Corderell had the two touchdowns in the return from the injury, even though he didn't run the ball a lot. But he's had no touchdowns since. And he's been kind of quiet. I don't know if we can trust Corderell rest away. He's got Pittsburgh. Then we got a bye. And then it's week 15. And you're out of time. Right? And the Falcons are at New Orleans. It's a decent matchup. They're at Baltimore. That's a good matchup, actually. And they've got Arizona in the championship week, week 17. Not a bad playoff schedule. I kind of like that. But can we trust Corderell to be a guy that we can start? I have him in my only NFC Rotowire online championship, 12-team league. And I think I have to start benching him because receptions are worth a point in that one. And receivers are better plays at the flex than running backs unless you've got a running back who can catch the ball which quarter could do but that's not happening so i think i'm kind of off the quarter train right now it makes me sad i don't love to say that out loud because i love quarter patterson but i think i'm i think i might have to let him go if your trade deadline already passed it's too late it'd be tough to drop him outright but he's definitely sitting on ass on my bench until further notice could it what sitting on ass Donovan says, now nah, you just lost one more follower for your Michigan pimp. <laughs> yeah, I did. Hey, Donovan, I got to be me, right? I mean, you come to the show because I'm who I am, right? I got to be me. Donovan, why do you come to the show? Why do you like this show at all? Do you like Palazzo Podcast? 
for the fart jokes? Because we don't have a lot of fart jokes. Uh, maybe it's for the information. We don't do a ton of super detailed information on the show. But I do like you, Donovan. I always have, and I always will. So thank you, my brother. Thank you for always being here. I appreciate you. I really do. Did you know that we sold out and we now have advertisements? Yeah, we've gone mainstream. We're getting $6. That's right. We've made 6 bucks so far. Can you believe it? What a dream come true, $6. Anyways, I wanted to give you some preparation, some time to be cognizant that a commercial is coming your way. I'm not just going to throw a commercial mid-sentence on you. I wouldn't do that. I respect you, and I know that's annoying. So here's a countdown for the upcoming advertisement from Starbucks or Spectrum, Comcast, Apple, who the hell knows? Three, a two, one. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Jamie says, Donovan, I just unfollowed for the Michigan comment. Ha, 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 ha. Very funny. You guys are hilarious. Ha, ha, ha. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Yeah. Alex says, I'm glad Olave and Pickens are having great seasons, but I'm always looking for more points, especially with Olave. Yeah. It always feels like he, because Dalton sucks. Put Dalton on the bench for the love of God, Dennis Allen. Jameis Winston can't be that much worse. At least we can get some more bombs, some more big plays. We might have more interceptions, but Dalton has shown you what exactly? What has Andy Dalton shown you? What has he shown us? Jack Squat. That's what he's shown us. No thanks. Jamie says, well, the college playoffs are expanding, which I'm super happy about. I'm all excited for that. 12-team playoff, that's a good thing. They're still going to use the bowl games. They'll just be playoffs games. That's all it is. It's great. I love it. Who cares? Finally living in that era. I never thought I'd see it either. 
Alex states, my trade deadline passed yesterday with nobody in my league making any moves. Super frustrating. That sounds like the family league uh, that my own. Oh, shit. What's his name? Who's our guy? Who's my main man who's in the family league? Nobody makes trades. I can't believe I'm spacing on your name, but you know who you are, my man. He he knows what I'm talking about. Donovan says, we come for the MG experience. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Because I want to fit in. That's me. I just want to fit in, Donovan. That's all I'm trying to do here. I've made a huge mistake. All right, so let's get to the next game moving forward there. I think George Pickens should be able to light up Falcon secondary. I like Pickens the rest of the way, and especially in... If you're, you, you're stuck with Pickens now, you're not going to really do anything anyway, so it's almost sur- superfluous to say anything about it. But the Pittsburgh playoff schedule, they got Baltimore next week, then for the playoffs at Carolina. Ooh, that's a tougher matchup. Their defense, Carolina's defense, underrated. Las Vegas at home and at Baltimore. So it's Carolina, Vegas, and Baltimore for the playoffs for Pittsburgh. If you get by Carolina, you get Vegas and Baltimore for the semifinals in the championship week. Those are great matchups. George Pickens should close strong this season. In fact, all the Steelers that you trust, which uh, are no longer Najee Harris, right? Because Najee hurt himself. But he might be back someday, right? They're saying he might play Sunday. I don't know if I trust Najee. I'd rather roll with Jalen Warren. An oblique injury is something for a running back. I guess if they shoot him up with Toradol and just minimize it and numb him up, he could be all right. Toradol, you don't feel anything. If you've got pain, have you ever been shot up with Toradol? I have. I've had a couple Toradol shots in my ass in my life, and it took away all the pain immediately. I could have done anything. And I'm talking about real pain that was in my leg, like a butt nerve pain that runs down your leg. You ever had that? Toradol took it all away. So they've got the drugs to make Najee a full go this weekend. Maybe it's secret play. I I might I might be tempted to play Najee. If he actually suits up, if he's active for the game against Atlanta, I think I'll probably start Najee. I will. All right, the next game is the Packers at the Bears. Now, this game is plus three and a half. The Bears are hosting the Packers. Why are the Packers such big favorites? What is it about the Packers that makes them big road favorites at all? Even if Justin Fields doesn't start, right? I don't get it at all. To me, this was an easy take. Another home dog, divisional situation. Again, division underdog at home. Those are great opportunities from a betting perspective. And from a fantasy perspective, I mean, Justin Fields practiced in full. So he's probably he's going to play, right? So why the hell are the Bears underdogs? I don't get it. I don't get it. I love Fields in this matchup. The Packers' defense sucks. Joe Barry is a fraud as a defensive coordinator. And they're a mess. They're done. The Packers' playoff hopes are over. They're not going to go on some epic run right now. And they barely got within striking distance against Philadelphia last Sunday night. That was a joke. If you watch the game, you know Philly crushed them. They had the game in hand, right? So I'm taking the Bears. I like Justin Fields. If he's going to start, definitely playing him. Will Aaron Rodgers play? Is it Jordan Love time? I don't really care. Either or, I'm not a big fan of the Packers' offensive players. Aaron Jones is a bummer. A.J. Dillon had a little bit of life against the the Eagles, but I can't trust these Packers right now. I can't. I cannot do it. And it makes me sad. But not really, because 
I'll see the Packers win my whole life. I've had enough of it. I've had enough. No more. So I, I, the Bears defense sucks, though. So I'll probably start Aaron Jones and Dylan no matter what. And whoever plays quarterback for the Packers, if you're in a bye week situation or you have Aaron Rodgers and you want to start Jordan Love, it's not a bad play because the Bears defense, eh, they give up a lot of points and they give up a lot of yards. But they play better at home, so I'm taking the points. But I expect to use all fantasy weapons in this game. Cole Komet maybe can get back on track with fields here. Komet's had his bigger games at home as well. Again, these are these are correlation, but there's no causation necessarily for what I'm saying. I understand that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, but that's my feelings on that. I wonder how you guys come out in that game. There's a lot of opportunity for points to be scored in that game. Alex says, I'm not looking for Cooper Cup numbers from Alave, but dude, get over 15 points for me more consistently. Wow, dude. Yeah, Alex, absolutely. That's a wow dude moment. Just Bob says, that's a shame, Jamie, but I don't feel it's his fault. Jamie said, this year's rookie's bust has to be Drake London. So Just Bob doesn't think that it's his fault. It's the coach's fault. It's the quarterback's fault. Drake London showed some promise. There were moments there, focus that in again, where I think a lot of us were like, all right, Drake London, it's happening. It's time. And it didn't happen. So A-Rod owns the Bears, by the way. Who gives a shit, though? That's... That's in the past. That's the old A-Rod, the Aaron Rodgers that we used to know. I know he owns the Bears, but I'm taking those points, and I'm telling you now, just listen to what I'm saying. Play your offensive studs, take the Bears and the points. Not saying the Bears will win outright. I am not saying that, but they could. They could. Jacksonville is coming to take on my Bozo Lions, and right now Jacksonville, it was a pick but Jacksonville is a one-point favorite against my Bozo Lions. Total Bozos over there. That's the game. That's the fucking game. That's basically Dan Campbell. That's all he does is like go crazy, scream about shit, but he doesn't manage the clock well at all, does he? Oh, I don't know what I don't. I would not want to bet this game at all because either one of these teams could totally biff it. They could just pull Bozo Mania on you at the worst time. Bozo Fest in progress. Jags and Lions, two teams that you cannot trust. So how do you bet in this game at all? I uh, No. Ew, ew. But I love Trevor Lawrence this week. I love all the offensive players on both sides. There's There should be a high-scoring game. I'm taking the over no matter what the number is, and there should be plenty of points and fantasy opportunities. And I'm really hoping that DeAndre Swift gets to break one loose here. I know Jamal Williams. I mean, <laughs> it's amazing how many touchdowns he has this year. I never expected that Jamal Williams would be the rushing touchdown stud of the season and not DeAndre Swift, but it's Williams' world. And Jamison Williams? Are we going to see the debut this weekend? I'm really excited to see that in action. The problem is, even if that does happen, but uh, it's still up in the air. Like, we don't know that Jamison Williams will make his debut against the Jaguars. Uh, I kind of get the feeling that he might not. They might wait a little bit longer, but it would be fun to see him on the field. But Jared Goff's still the quarterback, so why would you be excited? Hey, Jamison Williams, Jared Goff, woohoo, yay! We're going to get all in your face and point out your faults. Yeah, sorry, Jared. That's just what we do here. Uh, I'm not excited about Jared Goff in crunch time, but when it's not crunch time, he does put up points, and there's opportunities there. Amon Rossi Brahm had a great game in Thanksgiving territory for the Lions against the Bills, and as long as he's healthy, 
He will be fed the ball. Other than that, DJ Chark's my guy. Remember, DJ Chark, former Jag, signed a one-year deal with the Lions. I'm calling it right now. DJ Chark has his best game of the season against his former team. He's going to show out, and he's going to be real cheap in DFS. And if he's available on your wire right now, and you're looking for a wide receiver to slide in for a buy replacement, love DJ Chark this week. Love me some Chark. Chark attack. I'm sure there's kind of a... There's Sir... There's a song, there's a Chark Attack reference, something like that. I'm sure that he has something copyrighted and trademarked because, you know, he's a football player and he's no dummy. He is a smart man. Genius, genius, genius. Okay, so that's how I feel about that. The Bozo Lions will always let me down. And then the Jets got the Vikings in Minnesota. This is a really interesting game because the Jets' defense is good. And Mike White, in his first road test... Going to show us what he's made of. I've only seen the Mike White experience in New York, I believe. I think this is his first road start, even from last year. And the Vikings had a great victory against the Pats. And both these teams are good. They're good teams. They're not great, but they're good. Jets defense is tough. I want to see Sauce Gardner against. JJ, that I mean, that is what football is all about. See, one of the best wide receivers in football go against one of the newcomers that is doing it as well as anybody in the NFL from the cornerback position. That is fun. That's a lot of fun. The question is, can Dalvin Cook bust open the run game? The Jets can limit all facets of an offense on both ends. But if Dalvin Cook can run the ball, that's the key to victory here for Minnesota. I think I got to take the Jets in the three points, which is unbelievable for me to say from a betting perspective. But from a fantasy perspective, Kirk Cousins is going to have a tough day here. And so are the wideouts. The only hope is Hawkinson in the middle. is going to be able to find some areas, find some holes. But this should be a very low-scoring game in the end. I think the Jets will make it. This is, the Jets put their imprint on a game kind of like Tennessee does, Right? Tennessee comes into any stadium in America, Kansas City, whatever. They say, oh, we're the Titans, and this is how we play football. And then they just make it so. And the Jets are starting to become that team as well. No matter who they play, they're going to limit big plays, and they're going to make you bust your ass just to score 20 points if you can. So I'm not that excited about the Vikings offensively, but the Jets... You know, Michael Carter, I don't know if he's going to play this week or not. It was really a bummer for him to see see him leave the game last week because I was excited about Michael Carter in that matchup against the Bears. But I'm pretty sure Carter won't play. And that means that we're going to see more of Bam. Zonovan Knight? Bam Knight! What a cool name. Bam! That's a lot of fun. I know it's his nickname. I like Zonovan. I think that's a sweet name already. So, Knight is a great play this week. I would start Knight. Uh, Remember, Ty Johnson's in the mix for catching balls out of the backfield, but Knight's going to be the guy who runs the ball for the Jets, and Minnesota can be run against. So I hope you picked up Knight in your waiver wire situations because there's an opportunity there this week. And then I just don't fear the Vikings' defense really from any angle. So Mike White and the receivers, Elijah Moore, Elijah Moore is back. He's going to be back. Elijah Moore is going to finish this season strong. The whole first half of the season, he was limited by the terribleness of Zach Wilson, and then he wanted to be traded. And, you know, that's his own fault. For I can understand why 
He was bitching about it. It was getting tough. Child, please. It was. It was getting annoying. You practice all week long, and then nothing happens game day. You practice all week long, and then once again, Zach Wilson does nothing for you. We talking about practice. I get it. I get why Elijah Moore was frustrated, but he scored his first touchdown this past weekend, and there's going to be more of those where it came from. Mike White knows to win, Elijah Moore's got to be a part of what they do offensively in the passing game. So I'm very excited about Elijah Moore rest of season. And when you look at Mr. Moore's playoff schedule, who the Jets have, because, you know, that's what you really care about, right? You want to know, what do the Jets got in the playoffs? Week 15, they've got Detroit. That's a godsend. They got Detroit at home. Dream come true. They got Jacksonville at home. Dream come true. And then they finish it off at Seattle. That is one of the best playoff runs possible. That's an outstanding playoff stretch for the Jets. All the Jets' offensive weapons, Detroit, Jacksonville at home, and then on the road to Seattle. I love it. Yes. woo That is so good. That is great news. Bye, Felicia. Anybody you're playing in the playoffs, bye, Felicia. There is, ooh, man. I'm really pissed off I did not get Elijah Moore on the waiver wire the other night in my online championship. Shit. I looked at that. I, I put him in triple digits. I, I had at one twelve. I was trying to pay one hundred twelve dollars out of a thousand dollar fab budget to get more, and I got outbid even on that. And that sucks because that playoff matchup is legendary. That is bullshit. So if you got any Jets, you're sitting pretty for the playoff stretch for real. Oh, mind Jet. What's up, Jedi? How you doing? Do you think Desmond Ritter will start this season? I absolutely do. I just don't know if it'll be next week or not. But he's going to get a couple starts before the season's over. I do believe that. like to see that during playoff time if you're going to be stuck with Drake London or any other offensive parts from Atlanta that you want to use come playoff time in your fantasy league. But I do believe Desmond Ritter will eventually start, and when he does, the Atlanta offense will be better for it. That's a pl- Two thumbs up, Mind Jedi. Good to see you. Donovan says, I kind of think Zonovan has a good ring to it as well. I think you should change your name, Donovan, to Zonovan. That's... I mean, that says it all, right? Man, I'm glad I called that guy. Jamie says, Mike White is a start in two quarterback leagues. Absolutely he is. Absolutely. He was on the Dallas practice squad before he landed with the Jets. Mike White? I didn't know that. Okay, interesting. Alex is saying, are you saying that Fields may put up more points? I also have Jalen Hurts. Uh, Maybe you're talking to somebody in the live chat, but I am not saying that Fields will outscore Jalen Hurts if he plays, which Fields should play because he's practicing in full. But... Fields is definitely startable, but I'm still always going to start Jalen Hurts because Jalen Hurts is the man. He's an MVP. He might be the MVP this year. He really, really might be. And that's incredible to think of because I love college football, and I I watched him in Alabama struggle, lose his job, come back in an SEC title game, help Bama win against Georgia, and then he goes to Oklahoma, and he has a really solid season, and he shows what he can do offensively from a running perspective, which we always knew, but he threw the ball better at Oklahoma with – the tutelage of Lincoln Kennedy. So did I say Lincoln Kennedy? That's the former offensive tackle for the Raiders, right? Yeah, I got that wrong. Sorry about that. <laughs> well, we all make mistakes. Isn't that funny? <laughs> that is bullshit. Okay, come on. Hey, don't be mean to me. Whoopsie daisy. Shit happens. All right, I'm hauling it. Oh, my God. I am on this show too long already once again. 
Commanders and the Giants. The Commanders are two and a half point road favorites in New York. The Giants, best part of the season is over, okay? It's over. They will battle and they will be annoying though. So it's really, really hard to take Washington as two and a half point favorites because I tell you, Washington win this game, but they'll win it by one point. The Giants are just annoying. Brian Dable won't let them die, but they've got nothing left to offer. And from a fantasy perspective, the only thing I see as a positive is because Saquon Barkley... They're all going to lock down. All This defense of Washington will shut his ass down because they know Barkley's the only real talent that's left on that team. So the only guy that I see as a possible use is Danny Dimes in Superflex leagues. I would start him as the second quarterback in my Superflex leagues, but that's it, okay? And uh, there's nothing else for me to say about the Giants. You want me to go through their roster and find players of use? Like, oh, you know what? Uh... There's some opportunities. I don't think there's opportunities there. The Giants' offense is bogus. It's a miracle they scored the points they did in that Dallas game. They got the Richie James touchdown with eight seconds left. Trash, total trash. Ruined my three-team Thanksgiving parlay I had. I got the other two right. Thanks a lot. Jeez. Too many cooks. Yeah, there was too many cooks in that kitchen. I'm not arguing that with you. I'm still bitter about it. I hate when I lose a parlay by one leg, and that was you. Brian Dayball. So I fear you, Dayball. I fear you, Father! I do. I, I live in terror of what Brian Dayball could do to me, and he could really hurt me in a bad way. So from a gambling perspective, I'm terrified. But from a fantasy perspective, I see Danny Dimes and Saquon, and maybe you want to play James, great, but pff, there's not weapons there that I'm interested in playing. From Washington side, though, I love Brian Robinson. He looks like Eric Dickerson. He's tall, he's big, he's different, he's upright, he got shot in this season, survived that, he's good to go, and now he's running for 100-yard games in the NFL. It's, a, it's absolutely incredible. Call 911! Well, no, they already called 911, he's good. He's good to go. Wow, dude. It's amazing. It is amazing. It's so incredible. So good for you, Mr. Robinson. And here's to you, Brian Robinson. I should have done a... Ryan Robinson parody song. Why did I not think of that? I'm so stupid. What's wrong with me? I can't believe I biffed that one. Uh, Terry McLaurin, he's hit or miss. For some reason, the targets rack up, but we don't see the big play games. I know he had it a couple weeks ago, but it's tough to trust McLaurin to be dominant because Washington runs the ball a lot, and they're fine running the ball a lot. No matter who it is, Robinson or Gibson, who, who are both valuable players. Gibson is a possible flex because the Giants have done everything they can, and they will annoy you, but I do think they're susceptible to being exploited defensively. And I would like to see more from Jahan Dotson this season. I really liked what we saw from him early on. I mean, he had a hell of a start, but Dotson's been chilling, slipping a bit. He hasn't really been able to give us production. I mean, one catch, one catch. And then he was out and injured all the times before that. So really, since the injury, it seems like Dotson's not the same guy, and he's also a rookie, so he's hit that proverbial wall which we all know about so that's a problem but i'll tell you this man oh jamie says we went to too long on tuesday's show ask chad a lot to talk about when you get with us it happens hey there's if you're on a show with somebody you're having a good time there's nothing like it man hours fly by you lose track of time it's nice to lose track of time and just enjoy the conversation it's fun i like fun i'm not locked in actually i like fun there you go. I locked it in. We're live here on the Plaza Podcast. Utah. Two L's. 
Give me two. Two Zs, of course. I put the Discord link in the live chat earlier. I can drop that in one more time. If you're new to the show, make sure you're taking advantage of the Discord. It's totally free. And follow us on all standard social medias with two L's and two Z's. It's very simple to do. It is. Football, baseball, gambling, we do it all. We're father and son. Give us a call. You guys aren't local. You probably won't know what that is. But there was this lumber place. Called, oh, that was Herb Lumber. Shit. I'll mix it up. Two different things. Father and Son Moving Company and Herb Lumber. Yeah, let's check out Herb Lumber. See if there's a uh, commercial. Old school Herb Lumber commercials were the best. Oh, here we go. Yep. Oh, God. This is a real commercial. I didn't want a real commercial. Thanks a lot, Bin Laden. Here we go. Working together, building day Been by day. day For all the things you need along the way We'll understand and lend a helping hand Ask us, we're Lumber Thanks, Herb. and protection on your roof with top quality orange scoring fiberglass <laughs> shingles In stock at a wide range oh, of cool windows, dude. Yeah. your home Put the tough stuff on your Thanks, roof dude. Ask us, we're roofing Ask us, we're Lumber there you go. That segment of the show was brought to you by Herb Lumber. Even though I was talking about father and son. There's so many commercials from my youth. I don't know what it was like where you guys grew up. There's a lot of local commercials that are burned in this brain, and they're not going anywhere. They just don't leave. It's incredible what they do. Unreal. Donovan says, Cone play, Cone play with this? Come play with us in the Discord is what he meant to say. Jamie says that Dotson has 179 yards for the seasons, which is a total shocker. Yeah, that is a shocker. Wow. Damn! He scored four or so touchdowns in the first five weeks. Dotson did. But where you been since? What have you done for me lately? What have you done for me lately? So the Titans are in Philly. The Phillies are hosting the Tennessee Titans, who are a brutal, brutal team to play. I can't wait to see how this one plays out because when Tennessee took on Kansas City, they made the game Tennessee-style. And Kansas City had to pull off the miracle that they always pull off, thanks to Pat Mahomes. I wonder if the Eagles will get caught up in that, because the Eagles love to run the ball. And what do Tennessee prefer? They prefer to stop the run from a defensive perspective. Tennessee can be exploited against the pass. I know Devontae Smith is questionable for this game. That sucks, because this is a great opportunity to rack up some fantasy points. A.J. Brown should have a big day. Remember, this is the revenge game. If we're talking about the D.J. Chark revenge game against the Jags, this is the A.J. Brown taking it to the old team that traded him away, and now he's on the best team in football record-wise. He's got to feel good about that, but Titans know their man, so will they limit A.J. Brown? That is the question for you, to decide. I want you to make a choice on that. I can't answer all these things. I can try, but it doesn't mean I'm right, you know? Flawless victory. No, I don't know if it's going to be a flawless victory. It could be very, very difficult. Maybe need to crack open a Coors and think it over. Coors. That's what I would do. But players who come from former teams, those former teams know those players really, really well. But A.J. Brown is really talented, and he's better than most of the corners that are on Tennessee's side, so... So uh, it really comes out of Jalen Hurts. Will Mike Vrabel come up with a plan that will mess up Jalen Hurts here? I I really want to take the Titans in the four and a half points, but I think I'll probably take the Eagles, especially if this goes down to four. I love taking the Eagles minus four. I do believe that this game will become challenging in terms of the over. I do. That's, that's all I have to say about that, I think. But remember... 
Now, Ryan Tannehill loves Traylon Burks, and I know Burks could be questionable for this game right now because what he's shown, God, he's such a specimen in terms of his size and his speed and what he can do. I really hope that Traylon Burks plays. I want to see Traylon Burks versus A.J. Brown, see who performs more, who does what. But Burks had an illness, so I don't think it's going to be anything major that prevents Burks from playing on Sunday. So I love Traylon Burks. I, in fact, I'll call it right now. Traylon Burks is going to have his first receiving touchdown of his career in this game. Lock that in. Boom! I did it. He's got 24 catches, but he doesn't have a single touchdown catch yet. That's going to change in Philadelphia. And then Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders has been incredible. Can we give a tip of the cap to Miles Sanders, who finally got loose this year? He scored way more touchdowns than he ever did last year. That bit has been put to bed, and he looks like the Miles Sanders that I really, really was hoping to get last year, and I took one more ride on the Miles Sanders train this year, and it's really paid off. Good job, Miles Sanders. Woo! All right, the Broncos are in Baltimore. Nine and a half point dogs. The Broncos suck. They're trash. I said on this show last week, we were right here. Maybe you guys remember this. Isaiah Pacheco versus Cortland Sutton. And Chad and Jamie, same. I think you guys were saying, play Cortland Sutton, man. It's a PPR league. It didn't matter, though. Sutton was average. He had a couple grabs for some yards. Pacheco had 69 yards rushing, did have a rushing touchdown. So I still feel like I was right because he got so many carries. The volume was there. So I'm sticking with what I said before. The Broncos are trash. We know that. The Ravens, they got problems, man. I love Lamar Jackson. I was one of the biggest Lamar lovers that there ever was. But at this point, we're in a code red. About a nine on the tension scale, Rube. Yeah, after what he did to that guy on Twitter last Sunday when he blasted his ass, that was a nine on the tension scale, Rube, for sure. And it's getting to Lamar a little bit. I feel like when you see that online, we're only human. I get it, but he's got to know better than that. I kind of like to see it, though, from a humanity perspective. I like seeing athletes get real. But someone's got to step in and stop that from happening. So the Ravens should roll in this game, but the Ravens do... They fuck around. They fuck around too much. But the Broncos suck. So take the Ravens. If you get minus eight and a half, that's great. Lamar Jackson against this defense will be interesting to see what he can do. Isaiah Likely's back in the fold. Maybe that'll open up the middle of the field more. More 12 personnel sets with Likely and Mark Andrews. Demarcus Robinson might be their best wide receiver right now. <laughs> that doesn't say a lot. And then Gus Edwards and Kenyon Drake. There you go. Fight it all out. The Broncos the Broncos playing this offense, I feel like it works to their advantage defensively, but the Broncos' offense will just totally blow it. I really, really feel a Russell Wilson pick six in this game is very, very likely. Marlon Humphrey, pick six. Let's lock it in right now. Bye, Felicia. Yeah, I'll use that one instead. All right, Browns at the Texans. This is the Deshaun Watson Bowl. Oh, dude, I don't even want... What do you want me to say? I mean... This guy's a scumbag of the first order. And right now we're in the spin zone because he's going to be the starter now. And he's going back to the one place where it, all his scumbag shenanigans happened in Houston. <laughs> spin it. That's right. We're trying to spin all this stuff. And forever unclean. Sean Watson is forever unclean. He's damaged goods. But he's a football player that's starting in the NFL. And the Browns are seven-point favorites in Houston. I'm taking the Texans. The Browns are... I don't want to root for Deshaun Watson. So maybe I'll just sit this one out entirely. But Deshaun Watson is going to probably play okay, but he's not going to be great. And we have to talk about him as a player because he's out there, folks. So don't give me shit for saying, how dare you talk about Deshaun Watson's football 
ability when he's done things to women. Those things are true. But blame the NFL. Don't blame me. If it was up to me, he would have been kicked out of the league. But I don't run the NFL. So it's not my fault, okay? Put all your vitriol in rage against the NFL. I'm not arguing that with you. Okay? So... I really think that Damian Pierce could have a big game in this one, though. I really do. The Browns could be run on, and Damian Pierce, ooh, this is a volume attack situation. So give me all the Pierce and then some. And Godspeed to everybody else. Ugh. Ugh. It's all bogus, man. Jamie says, you need a new beer take. <laughs> the Frogs with the Budweiser? Did I ever tell you guys a story that I... First time I saw that commercial in real time, it was the Super Bowl between the Chargers and the 49ers. Was that Super Bowl 29, I believe? The Niners destroyed the Chargers. But the first time they rolled that commercial out with the Budweiser Frogs was during that Super Bowl. I was 14 years old. Or shit, I was 13. Yeah, I was 14. And I was at my friend's house watching the game in his living room. And I saw that commercial while I was drinking a soda. And I choked on it so hard from laughing that I puked in the living room. I puked right on the carpet there because I thought those Budweiser Frogs were so damn funny. <laughs> oh man i know that he was pissed about the family was like dude do not invite this guy over ever again could it what <laughs> sitting on ass oh man that was so funny that i did that <laughs> no way i did do it though man this is america this is america jack jamie says i started wilson last week over andy dalton the plus downside wilson had two more points than dalton i'm starting watson i heard all his victims are going to be at the game as well well not all his victims but a lot of his victims a certain percentage of them are going to be in the stands showing themselves to the world in Houston. Adam Weber's here. What's up, Adam? Welcome to the show. Adam, look like a newcomer. You know what we like to do with newcomers? We like to welcome them in. Welcome in, Adam Weber. Make sure you subscribe and like this video. Would you rather have Van Jefferson or Chase Claypool on your bench? Full PPR? Well... Van Jefferson's the only guy left. So in terms of pure opportunity and targets, I'm going to go with Van Jefferson. And we also know that Justin Fields, he just doesn't throw the ball very well. And I'm not, I'm not saying that John Wolford throws the ball that much better. But Van Jefferson is clearly their go-to target with no cup, no Robinson. He's the number one guy in L.A. now. So that's a big deal. Adam also says, should I start Kareem Hunt or Jeff Wilson at the flex? Full PPR. Uh, well, I mean, am I, am I missing something here? I'm, I'm starting Jeff Wilson. I know they're going against the 49ers defense, and that defense is tough. But Kareem Hunt, he's in the dog. He's he's an afterthought. Nick Chubb's the guy there, and Kareem Hunt does not get enough volume. So I got to go Jeff Wilson, because even if it's a team that knows him in the Niners, who plays good run defense, I got to go with the guy who's getting the volume. And in PPR, Jeff Wilson can catch the ball out of the backfield. He can. Definitely can. That's my two cents, Adam. Great to have you here, Adam. I'm so glad you're here. Donovan was so welcoming to you. Isn't that nice? I love what we got here. We got we keep it real. We don't bullshit around, but we got a positive vibe on the positive tip. So speaking of the Dolphins, let's talk about that game. They're in San Francisco. They're four-point dogs. Shanahan versus Mike McDaniel. These guys know each other very, very well. So who's going to come out on top? If the each coach knows each other to a T, Again, just like the A.J. Brown situation with the Eagles and the Titans. Who comes out on top? How are we supposed to know? I think it's a wash. And then it comes down to players making plays. I really do think that. And the Dolphins have a lot of talent on offense. I cannot wait to see this game. I got to take the four points in the Dolphins. 
But I am concerned that the 49ers knock Tua out of this game. The Miami offensive line has to protect Tua greatly. Tua almost ripped his knee to shreds last week on a hit. And I'm just so worried about him getting hurt again. And that could happen in this game. If that happens, that's bad news. You take the Niners all the way on a live line. If you're live betting and that happens, take the Niners immediately. But I like the Dolphins plus four. I'm starting Tua. I'm not afraid of this defense. I'm starting all the studs on Miami side. I'm starting Wilson. I'm starting the master himself, Tyreek Hill. And, of course, Waddle. I'm starting all these guys. I'll even start Mike Kosecki if I have my tight end. Yeah, I'll play him. And from the Niners' perspective, Debo Samuel's up in the air. They got so many weapons on offense. I don't know how you can trust who to play each week with the 49ers because they got so... They're lucky. I mean, when they got McCaffrey and brought him into the fold... By the way, I'm benching McCaffrey this week. I'm not playing him. And he's also questionable. So I don't even know what the deal is there. But I do know that I'm not going to take the risk on McCaffrey right now. I'm just not going to do it. Elijah Mitchell, though, might not play, right? So, fuck, what's going on over there? Is Yahoo lying to me? Did I get lied to? Because I hate when I get lied to. It's not cool. He's still questionable. So, on Yahoo, Chris McCaffrey believes he dodged a bullet with his knee and expects a full workload in week 13. Okay, well, if that's the case, that's great. By the way, San Francisco playoff schedule. Washington, Las Vegas, and Arizona. Oh, no, I got Seattle, Washington, and Las Vegas. That's not bad. In fact, that's pretty good. Those are excellent matchups. Especially Seattle on the road, Washington at home. That's nice. And then Las Vegas on the road. Not to be feared. I feel pretty good about most of my 49ers right now for the playoff run if I were you. Wow, dude. What? That's putting it mildly. Yeah, it's putting it mildly. That's what I meant to say. Jeez. Uh, so if Mitchell doesn't play, right? It's, he's out. Yeah, he's out. Okay. I want to make sure I had this right. Elijah Mitchell expected to miss six to eight weeks. Jeez, I can't believe I was behind on that. Sorry, guys. That's the one mistake I made for the first time. I'm only human. I hope you forgive me. Please. So it's McCaffrey's world. So now I have to start McCaffrey in the league I have him. I have no choice. And he's got to be the guy because there's no Elijah Mitchell, right? Well, I mean, who are they going to rely on outside of those dudes? Jordan Mason? Terion Davis-Price? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. So let's see how it plays out. Debo should start apparently as of Friday today. But when you got Ayuk, Debo, even Juwan Jennings is in the mix with Kittle and McCaffrey. There's a lot of different ways to go with the ball there. So I cannot wait to see this game. This to me is the game of the week. Niners and the Dolphins. Offense meets a little a defense, defense, you know, 49ers are solid defensively and they could move the ball with their offensive weapons. I think overall on both sides of the ball, the 49ers have more talent. So that's why I want to see this game. I can't wait to see it. All right. Then what others might call the game of the week is the chiefs and the Bengals, and the chiefs are road favorites in Cincinnati. I'm taking the Bengals. The Bengals know how to beat this team, especially from a defensive point of view. Remember what they did to him in the playoff game last year. They made, they went into Arrowhead in the AFC title game and they beat the Chiefs outright because of their defense. It was incredible. And now they no longer have Tyreek Hill. And if they want to run the ball more with Isaiah Pacheco, that's what the Bengals do well. The Bengals limit the run. They can stop the run. So I'm taking the Bengals, and I'm using all the Bengals' offensive weapons against Kansas City. I fear none of them. I love Hayden Hurst. Hopefully to bust loose for at least one touchdown up the middle there. T. Higgins is going to show out. I'm starting them all, Okay. And I know that when you look at the backfield situation, 
you know, Joe Mixon, concussions, they're not, concussions are serious. It's serious shit. You guys know that. I don't need to tell you that. But I don't think Mixon's going to play in this game. So it's going to be P. Ryan. So I guess you got to start P. Ryan if he's starting. I don't love it, but he'll probably factor in. And he's been able to produce. He hasn't been shit. So I have to give respect to Samaji P. Ryan. Urine and Pirine. Oh my God, remember from the show? If you were here from the beginning, Urine. Oh, that's funny. It's not that funny. I'm not calling Pirine Urine, by the way, because I wouldn't do that. Oh, we got a Yetchello. Yetchello? Yetchello? Yetchello. Should I pick up James Conner for the rest of the season or is it not worth it? Absolutely, it's worth it. Why not? Yeah, take a flyer. He says he's got Singletary and David Montgomery. Yeah, I'd want James Conner. I think I'd rather have Conner than Singletary. And he's kind of even with Montgomery for me. I want Conner all day. If you can carry all three of those guys for now, then do it. But I definitely would pick up James Conner. But if you got to drop one of those guys, I might drop Singletary. Uh, if it's full PPR, though, then maybe not. Uh, Saif, what's up, Saif? How you doing? I have Foreman, Patterson, and Mostert. It's a two-flex league, and I got Marquise Brown for one of them. Who should I try getting for Foreman, Patterson, Mostert for a flex? Thanks. Saif, how you doing? Good to have you here, my friend. I hope you're well. Welcome aboard. That's for both you guys, Yetzelo and Saif. So you got Foreman, Patterson, and Mostert. It's a two-flex league. You got Marquise Brown. And uh, Yotzelo says, appreciate it, bro. Absolutely. Anytime. Check out our Discord. It's totally free. That's where you guys need to be. Can't you see? <laughs> oh, my God. That's such a lame rhyming attempt on my part. I just dropped the Discord link in the live chat. It's totally free. And if you want to ask more questions leading up to kickoff on Sunday, that's the place to do it. So let's go back to Saif's commentary here. You got Marquise Brown. Who should I get? Who should I try getting for Foreman, Patterson, Mostert for a flex? So you're going to start Marquise Brown. Fine. I got to, uh, wait a minute, wait, 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 hold up, wait a minute. So, Foreman's on the bye this week, right? The Carolina's on a bye? I want to make sure uh, that's what you're talking about, because I can't think of another Foreman you would be, there's, there's just no other Foreman I can think of. So, Foreman's on a bye, and you're not talking about a trade, you're talking about your lineup this week, I believe, right, Safe. So, Foreman's out, and Mostert... Sucks right now. Patterson, you got to start. So you got to go with Patterson and Brown. Those will be the two options if you're talking about who you're starting this week. But unless you're trying to, who should I try getting for Foreman, Patterson, Mostert for a flex? Is he talking about a trade here, guys? Am I a moron? Am I am I reading this wrong? Because it looks like you're talking about starting Brown and one other guy. So for me, it'd be Corderell. It'd be Corderell and Marquise Brown. If you want to try to get somebody else by trading Foreman, Patterson, or Mostert, that'd be great. I would love to trade all three. Well, I'd like to keep Dante Foreman. I'd like to trade Corderell and Mostert. If I could get somebody who's startable in the flex, I would do that for sure. Okay? I hope that made sense. I'm here to help. Oh, it's a trade. It's a trade. Ah. So... So you get Marquise Brown for one of them. I would I would trade Corderell for Marquise Brown. I would trade Mostert for Brown for sure. I would not trade Dante Foreman. I wouldn't. Unless it's a PPR league, then I probably would rather have Marquise Brown, though. That might be the only other consideration. I love Dante Foreman, but if it's full PPR, Marquise Brown's value slightly more than Foreman. There you go. That's the clarity we're looking for. 
And yeah, Brown is also... So it didn't matter if they're on a buy or not. It's a trade situation. Thank you for clarifying that, Saif. And sorry for the confusion. So trade-wise, I would trade Corderell and Mostert, but I would not give up Donta unless it's full PPR. Then I would for Marquise Brown. I would do that. Boom. Lock that in. There it is. All right, I got to go. Gosh, this show has gone way too long. Uh, Chargers Raiders, that should be an absolute shootout. Remember the game last year, the final week of the season to get into the playoffs? It went to overtime. One of the craziest games of recent memory. That was a hell of a game. Raiders Chargers, miraculous fourth down completions and conversions by the Chargers over and over and over again. But yet the Raiders won and went to the playoffs. Then they lost to the Bengals. But that's going to be a fun game. Start every known fantasy asset on the Raiders and the Chargers. That's an easy, easy call. As far as the Sunday night games and the Monday night games, I'm going to table those. I'll wait. I mean, the Colts should lose to the Cowboys easily. It's a 10.5-point spread right now. That's really bad. Kind of makes me want to take the Colts with a big number like that, even though it's in Dallas. But Indianapolis, Indianapolis's offense should really struggle against that Dallas D. They really should. And I wouldn't be excited. Jonathan Taylor's the only guy I'd start with full confidence. Maybe the Colts get down big. If you think the game script gets out of control, you start Michael Pittman knowing that the Colts are going to have to throw their way out of that situation. So think about game script. And then the Monday night game I'll talk about on the Discord, Patreon this weekend. And that's that. There it is. That's the show. Week 13, fantasy football. We talked about the gambling betting perspectives. We talked about the fantasy assets. We've covered a lot of ground on today's show. I've really enjoyed it. Man, it's always a lot of fun to get on here live with you guys. I love it. Oh, real quick. We got zero viewer viewer. (laughs) That's That's a hell of a name, zero viewer viewer. I can't believe the Broncos right now. On paper, they should be doing great. Exactly. This game's not played on paper, dude. You know that. Come on. Wow, dude. Much love, brother. Donovan, great to see you. All of you guys, make sure Palazzo Podcast, two L's, two Z's. Give me two. Follow us everywhere. The Discord link's in the live chat. It's totally free. You want to talk about your teams, ask more trade questions, scenarios. We do it all. We do it all for you. We cover it for you. I love working with you all. You guys make this show what it is. This has been another edition of the Palazzo Podcast, two L's, two Z's. I'm not going to turn it over to the one, the only... Al Pacino. Bye-bye. I don't know what to say, really. Three minutes to the biggest battle of our professional lives all comes down to today. Either we heal as a team or we're going to crumble. Inch by inch, play by play, till we're finished. We're in hell right now, gentlemen. Believe me. And we can stay here, get the shit kicked out of us, or we can fight our way back into the light. We can climb out of hell. One inch at a time. Now, I can't do it for you. I'm too old. I look around, I see these young faces, and I think, I mean, I made every wrong choice a middle-aged man can make. I, uh, I pissed away all my money, believe it or not. I chased off anyone who's ever loved me. And lately, I can't even stand the face I see in America. 
You know, when you get old in life, things get taken from you. I mean, that's, that's, that's part of life. But you only learn that when you start losing stuff. You find out life's this game of inches. So is football. Because in either game, life or football, the margin for error is so small. I mean, one half a step too late or too early, and you don't quite make it. One half second too slow, too fast, you don't quite catch it. The inches we need are everywhere around us. They're in every break of the game, every minute, every second. On this team, we fight for that itch. On this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces for that itch. We claw with our fingernails for that itch. Because we know when we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. It's the guy who's willing to die who's going to win that itch. And I know if I'm going to have any life anymore, it's because I'm still willing to fight and die for that itch. Because that's what living is. The six inches in front of your face. Now, I can't make you do it. You got to look at the guy next to you. Look into his eyes. Now, I think you're going to see a guy who will go that inch with you. Hell yeah. You're gonna see a guy who will sacrifice himself for this team because he knows when it comes down to it, you're gonna do the same for him. That's the team, gentlemen. And either we heal now as a team or we will die as individuals. That's football, guys. That's all it is. Now, what are you gonna do? Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.